The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. I am joined by Dr. Curtis Cron. And uh, Dr. Cron, I hear you're heading into retirement. What's that going to look like? Kenton, that is an excellent question. <laughs> uh, because what I think retirement would look like and what it is actually going to look like could be two entirely different things. So I think I need to be prepared for all types of possibilities. Um, I don't think of retirement as leaving medicine entirely because I don't think that's possible for me. But I do think I need to reconnect with those parts of medicine that I find most meaningful, but also least exhausting. I really need to to cherish the energy that I have and use the limited energy resources that I have. And I, I think at this point in my life, I need to, to use them as wisely as I can. Um, I think retirement is also going to mean reconnecting with some relationships in my life that have been neglected. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are a lot of people who talk about doing their bucket list, the things that they really want to accomplish, um, the places that they really want to go. And Debbie and I, my wife, we've been talking about this a lot. We realize that our bucket list has, for the most part, been, been completed. We've been many places. We've done a great number of things, probably more rich experiences than a lot of people have the privilege uh, of having had. So... Yeah, Kenton, if I die tomorrow, I would be able to say, wow, that's been a rich and a meaningful life. There's just a lot of things in life that I no longer need to do because I think my curiosity, my wishes have already been fulfilled. The only thing left on the bucket list is skydiving, hey? You know what? Don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm not 30 years old anymore. <laughs> that's not on the list anymore. It's a surprise. Not Dr. really. <laughs> All right. When, when, do you, when do you plan to retire? What, what's the timeline going to look like here? Well, I've told patients that as of June 30th, I will no longer be their family doctor. So what's going to happen is um, I still have a lot of loose ends to tie up, which I will be doing on and off over the summer. But for the most part, I I plan to go to an off-grid cabin for the next two months and uh, uh, just relax, unwind, do little projects. I go to Europe for September uh, and then I plan to come back and uh, keep on working in uh, certainly at the cancer care facility here in Steinbeck. Uh, I'm also wondering what I'm going to do in terms of helping out some of my colleagues because mm. um, I know that a lot of my colleagues are overworked and I don't want to just drop things. So I need to come back in October and just see what things look like. Sure. Now, you had mentioned the cancer care unit, and you'd also mentioned wanting to continue to work in the things that are most meaningful to you. Tell me about that. Even though I'm not great with administration, um, I have been able to be influential in a couple of places. I've had a great working relationship, for instance, with Bethesda Foundation. So it's really been fantastic to see a whole bunch of projects come to fruition, um, the latest one being the Rest Haven Personal Care Home but also the establishment of the, the primary care facility here, the new emergency department, the cancer care facility, the birthing facility. So I've been able to see a lot of those projects come to fruition. That has been very, very meaningful. So I, if I can, I would like to carry on the sort of relationships that allow me to get involved in making the system work and making the system better. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with teaching, I spent probably 35 years 
working with medical students and family medicine residents, and I have a great cohort of, of colleagues here at Steinbeck Family Medical who are keenly interested in teaching. Uh, I want to see what I can do to keep encouraging that sort of thing going on. Of course, uh, cancer care has been one of the things that uh, I helped to establish way back in 1992 in Steinbeck. Uh, it, was a, it was a program that was provincially run, hadn't quite hit Steinbeck, but um, I was one of the first two doctors involved. But, and that's been a re- really meaningful part of my work life. But one of the reasons that I want to continue with that is it's one of the areas of life that I have much better control over than I would over many other parts of general practice. So, for instance, I can put in a couple of days at the cancer care unit and then be able to leave knowing that I've tied up all the loose ends or that if I've not been able to tie them up, there is somebody on the team who's going to be able to tie up the loose ends. That just doesn't happen in family medicine. It's actually impossible to tie up all the loose ends in family medicine. Uh, So I have have people with whom I've been dealing with loose ends for 35, 39 years. That's right. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. And at some point, um, you you just, you you can't keep on trying to tie up loose ends. You uh, you probably have to say, well, that, I've done my part, and now it's up to somebody else to do their part. But do I think that I'm going to quit medicine altogether? No. Do I know exactly what it's going to look like in the future? No, but I have a bit of an idea. All right. Now, you'd mentioned uh, working with people, 35 years, that sort of thing. Tell me about those relationships and those connections that you've made in the community with your patients over the years. Yes. Very rich and meaningful relationships. I love the people that I work with. Uh, I feel honored that they have entrusted me with such significant portions of their lives. And it's something that I don't, I don't think lightly of it. Uh, I've been tremendously honored and privileged to be able to work with people. But I also, I also learned to allow my professional and my personal life to be tied together maybe more directly than I than uh, would have at first seemed wise. So when I started medicine, I was told, don't get too close to patients, make sure you maintain those boundaries, keep that relationship as professional as possible. And although I've done that, I've also become very invested in people and in patients. You can't go through a tough delivery with somebody or a life and death experience with somebody or um, even the end of life with somebody without having that relationship take on a very deep and meaningful and sometimes even spiritual, if, if you can say that, aspect to the relationship. Those are the sort of things that um, doesn't get taught in medical school. It's not the sort of thing that you can read a book about and learn about. It's the sort of thing that after having done it for so many years, you just realize, wow, these people are my friends. These are not patients. These are people who I have developed a close, trusting, intimate relationship with. And uh, those are the sort of things that you don't give up easily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that community has, has meant a lot to you in that. And that's probably made your decision to move on a little bit more challenging, I imagine. Yeah. But life is not without challenges. <laughs> yeah. It, it, sometimes you just have to take them head on and realize, well, 
Um, I love to do this, but um, I'm probably not as capable of doing it mentally, emotionally, physically uh, as I was in years gone by. Yeah, yeah. Now, with a career like yours, you may you must have many highlights. This is my last question. Tell me about a few of the highlights over your lengthy medical career. Great question. And I would just preface it by saying that anybody that does this sort of work, you may have 99 career highlights and you remember uh, the one career low light. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those things that you need to struggle with and you have to sort of come to grips with in family medicine. Those are the things that you remember. But we're not going to dwell on that. The highlights have been seeing the establishment, I think, of a group of colleagues who work well together, who trust each other, and who really have made for a meaningful work-life experience for everybody in healthcare in the Southeast region. So I would say one of the highlights is just seeing the development of a really healthy uh, professional group of people, not without its problems, not without its downfalls, but um, still a, a really great group of people to work with. It's also been a great privilege to be able to work with people in hospital and facility administration and with government and with Bethesda Foundation to develop a whole bunch of projects that uh wow, what a privilege to be able to get involved with, you know, the new cancer care unit or the new birthing unit or the new emergency department or uh, rest haven or crisis stabilization unit, uh, as the primary care center. I've, I've seen all of these things come together, not only as buildings and bricks and mortar, but as programs that are actually working and running. Uh, and that's been a, that's, probably been one of the biggest highlights is just being able to see the system improve and get better. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting, Dr. Cron. Anything you wanted to mention that I didn't touch on? I would just say Steinbeck in this area, what a great community. And thank you, everyone, for allowing me to be a part of your lives.